we're going to have a chat with Ben Payton. Good morning to you, Ben. Morning, Simon. How are you? Going well, mate. Thank you. Um, so, Payton and Jones is a is a brand um, that uh, that you and your business partner have, um, have put together, um, and you're based up in Healesville. Yeah, correct. So, I, when we when we uh, last chatted, we were actually uh, in Healesville doing the outside broadcast. That was yeah, uh, right. that was a bit of fun. That get the yeah. whole whole gang together. There's uh, you know all the uh, we had um had uh, yeah Cam from the distillery. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, so uh, it was it was yeah all the in jokes and things. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> since since that's that time, you've uh, you've done some work on your cellar door. Yeah. Um, so how's that going now that you can uh, take some more visitors um, from from uh, in Melbourne? Well, uh, to be honest, yesterday was really the um, the first time that we've, oh. we've kind of been able to get back to some kind of normal, as in pre-March kind of normal. Yep. Um, and it no, it went really well yesterday. I think we saw a lot of people that we hadn't seen in a long time that were kind of very keen to come up and say good day again. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been good. But it has only been one day. <laughs> well, it's going to go from strength to strength now. Um, yeah. So, I mean, Hillsville is just an, an amazing town now, I find. You know, you, we talk about it often here on the show, and um, and we did on that day with the outside broadcast. But, you know, it seems that once you would probably um, have accommodation in Hillsville and go and do all of your touring um, beyond there, out to the wineries. But but now there are so many reasons to actually spend a good amount of your time in Hillsville itself. Oh, correct. And it's only, actually, it's only um, just about, it's only just uh, starting, like um, you're probably not aware, but in our little area where we're located, um, another winemaker has just taken over a shed. Mm-hmm. Um, so And he's going to do a little winery and sell it all there. You, you probably heard of him, Jaden Ong. Online. Yeah, yeah, I have heard um, Yeah, so, so it, it will be very, I think within the next kind of couple of months, you'll probably be able to spend, spend it one day in Hillsville just walking around and doing, there's, there's breweries, cellar doors, wineries, yeah, all mm. kinds of things, distilleries obviously. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Four Pillars brings a lot of people in normal times and, and they're expanding as well because um, Cam was saying yeah. they bought the, the building next door. Yeah, so that's already uh, now it's clear land and um, they're building a larger hospitality venue, the nice little gin garden, outside gin garden and stuff. So, so that's probably a year away before that's done and dusted. Mm-hmm. Um, it took, yeah, it was meant to be open now, but yeah, because of uh, this little thing called COVID, it's kind of gone <laughs> on the back. Yeah. Back um, and so, uh, yeah, you've got Watts, Watts River Brewery near down yep. in your little corner. Um, yep. So, um, and then even, you know, Mac, Mac Forbes with the wine yep. room up the other end of Hillsville itself. And, um, yeah, no, it's, it's really great. I think uh, accommodation is probably, you know, the, the thing that needs to start kind of being a focus for people, you know, to, to start building some more capacity. Yeah, I think, uh, I think people are on that now. There's a lot more uh, Airbnb starting to happen, or there were a lot more, um, mm-hmm. and they'll probably start to open back up soon. I think a lot of the Airbnbs that that were um, happening before the shutdown had to move to a more kind of semi-permanent um, leasing arrangement with people just to just to keep the the cash flow going mm. so they could survive. But I'm sure it'll 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 
kind of hopefully turn back to what it what it was. Um, yeah. So if you if you being a local would advise people, um, uh, you know, if they're going to come up for a weekend, is it, yeah. it probably doesn't matter whether you come, you know, take Friday or Monday off, but you really three days would be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Oh, perfect. Yeah, and you know you can drive up. You could probably, you know, you find your base, and um, there's plenty of places to eat in town. There's also some really good places outside for a Friday. No, and um, then Saturday you could you can either walk around the town and, and visit all the venues, all our venues, or do the vineyards, and, and the Sunday vice versa. Um, and there's so much to see, and there's still so much about to happen. Also, like there's a new venue getting built at the old St Hubert's Winery. There's a new mm. restaurant getting built up next to Suma, and Suma's been doing a lot of renovations. Um, Levantine are building their winery. Uh, so yeah, it's all happening still. Yeah, like, and it's it's really so close to town. That that's the beauty of it. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. So uh, yes, and so what? What tell us what we'd expect when we come to your um, to your cellar door? Yeah, so with our cellar door, we've just uh, during the shutdown, um, we managed to get a large kind of open um, shed roof on. So it's mainly so we can do wine work um, during vintage. But outside of that, it means that, yeah, we can do sit-down tastings, rain, hail or shine mm-hmm. at the moment, um, which has been really helpful, especially with the, the new kind of requirement for COVID. Um, so, yeah, and uh, we've got some nice little kind of street art background set the scene. Um, if you're lucky enough or unlucky enough, either Troy or myself will probably be there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and it's a bit of fun. Like, we don't... We take winemaking serious, but probably the rest of the industry, things that are associated, we don't take so serious. So it's a lot more of a comfortable setting, I suppose, especially if you're kind of new to wine or want to learn about wine. Um, yeah, we can certainly kind of fill that gap. And uh, you're doing, I think everyone has to do seated tastings at the moment. Is that something yeah. that you'll continue, do you reckon? Is that what you're sort of... Your experience will be, you know, even once we're back into normal time? I, I think it's too early to say. I think we'll still do some form of sit-down tastings outside, um, for sure. It, it certainly it certainly helps, and it, it's fun for both, people, both us and, and the people doing the tasting. But I think we will return to some kind of normal when we're allowed. Mm. There's something to be said about that kind of more informal stand-up kind of person-to-person tasting also. So, yeah, probably a bit of both. Yeah. Um, now, I've, I've read during the week that uh, that you've released a, a wine that kind of um, raises a finger, maybe, to uh, to 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, well, we haven't released it yet. We're about to. It's still sitting on skin in mm-hmm. the tank. Um, yeah. We're, we're going to press it off next, next week, yeah. Uh, to Mataro that we got from a vineyard just behind... Uh, or just in Gruya there. Uh, and yeah, the label, the label we thought it's a bit of a homage to 2020. And um, yeah, it does have the word that rhymes with fire truck on it, on the <laughs> label, fire truck 2020. Um, but pretty funny story, actually. I, uh, I did the label and it, it looks quite similar to the Back to the Future uh, kind of label, except that the words are different. Mm-hmm. And um, we submitted it to our, our normal label company. And they um, they refused to print it because it looks 
because of copyright issues, so we changed a few things, and uh, and then they said, okay, no worries, uh, we'll send it upstairs, and then the guys upstairs said, no, nah, we're not printing it because it's too offensive. Right. <laughs> so then I got in touch with a, a different label company, and um, I said, oh, look, guys, you know, having a bit of trouble, uh, would you be interested in printing this label for us? And they were like, yeah, sure, no worries, and in fact, our GM will buy 60 bottles. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think we've found a new label company, CCL, well, if anyone needs one label printed. <laughs> CCL. When they're in Vic somewhere? Yeah, they're, like, yeah, yeah. they're in Vic, yeah. Yeah, good. It was, it was, oh, very, it was a good experience. Cause, um, and people would, would send them to your website to check out the other labels. Um, so it's yeah. um, Payton, which is P-A-Y-T-E-N, uh, yep. And Jones Wines um, yep. or Wine dot com today you so because your labels are really cool and and iconic and um, and you know really if you think about you know going to a to a Barbie or you know giving it as a gift you know around Christmas time it's pretty fun yum wine yep. with a cool packaging as well yeah no hundred percent hundred percent we think it's going to sell out reasonably quickly. Um, yeah, you never know what's going to happen. It may or it may not even make it to bottle now in twenty twenty. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure it will. And it and but uh, yeah, certainly the, you know all of the all the wine labels are, are great from your range. So, um, yeah. uh, so obviously you go you do wine. But what? Tell me about the vermouth that you do. Well, um, so it, we don't actually make it. We import I'd, it. Yeah. We've got a really, and I'll, I can go into that if we've got time after this, but we've got a really strong connection with um, Priorat in, in Spain and Barcelona and a little town called Tarragona, which is about an hour south of um, Barcelona. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been going there for years. I've got a really good mate who's a winemaker there, um, and I can, I can talk a bit about that after this. But there's another town just outside of Tarragona called Reus, which was pretty much the home of and still is the home of Spanish, Spanish vermouth um, but they were making all the Italian vermouth back in the day when the Italians didn't need to um, they could state it was made in a town in Italy but they could actually make it in Spain oh, right. so, so this place has been making vermouth for I think 200 years out there and they've got their, certainly got their own style and we went to a, we did a degustation kind of blind tasting um, where we ended up blind, weirdly enough, after it. But, uh, no, we uh, we did a blind tasting of all these different vermouths. And this one vermouth, it was the only one where everybody at the table said, I can drink that, I really like that. So it was the day we were flying back home to Melbourne. Um, I sent an email to the family. Um, they were based in Barcelona. And two hours before we had to catch our plane, we had an hour meeting. And said, oh, would, can we, you know, would you be interested in letting us sell your vermouth in Australia? And they were really keen, mm-hmm. that kind of our age and same kind of ideas. And, uh, yeah, so the rest is history. We, um, That's we've cool. been here now for a year. And, yeah, it's going gangbusters, to be honest. Like, it's that really, it's not really kind of like a cola kind of character. Um, and it's so versatile. It goes, you know, well with soda, so you can cut it back. Um, it's not high in alcohol for a vermouth, still 16%. Um, but, yeah, and, you know, slice of orange, some olive, or, you know, in a Negroni, 
Mm. Um, so yeah, super versatile. You can open it and leave it open, you know, for for a month, um, unlike a bottle of wine. So mm. yeah, super good. And the other thing is, over there in Spain, you know, you sit down and you have a vermouth, and it's only a couple of euros, you know. Uh, and that was one thing that we found frustrating over here in Oz is that all the all the vermouth is so expensive and it makes it nearly inaccessible. Um, and so we were really keen to not make as much margin as possibly some of the other importers. And because we do it ourselves as well, mm. we, we, we can keep the cost quite low to the to the to everybody who's buying it. So. Yeah. So yeah, we really, really. And, and introduce it to a whole new. Cause oh. I, I must say, I I don't know if I've ever had vermouth. I know exactly what it is, but I, yeah. but I, you know. And so I was just going to ask you, um, you know, how do, how do you serve it? And um, but that's you know that makes sense. And it, it so do you serve it um, neat, or do you actually serve it you know with soda or something at the cellar? Yeah. So really, it's at your at your preference. So normally we would serve it um, well in winter try and I have it neat, but normally you serve it with over ice mm-hmm. and like 90 mil over ice with a side of soda water, so you can cut it back if you want. Um, we usually garnish at the cellar door, we usually garnish with a slice of orange and a, an olive just for like to add a bit of saltiness. Yeah, okay. Um, and then, yeah, kind of, you can you can have it long, like, so, you know, and you can cut it back to that 5% alcohol so you can sip on it for a while or... Or you can have it neat and yeah, drink it like a glass of wine. It's really quite up to you. And, and I suppose the flavour, yeah, is, is that as I said, it's kind of got that cola kind of character. It's a bit of bitterness on the finish. Um, yeah, and it is it is slightly sweet, but it kind of sits well with the acidity. So it's it's made with um, with white Grenache grapes, um, but it's quite brown in colour because of the steeping in the botanicals. To okay. give it that kind of those characters, yeah, and it's it's a very distinct, it's a very classic Spanish vermouth as opposed to the Italian and French style. So it it is quite distinct. Mm. But um, we get people coming in now to the Philidor regulars who kind of come in and they'll just kind of look around sneakily and like grab a bottle of vermouth, quickly put it on the bench and walk out. You know, they feel so guilty on buying <laughs> <laughs> a bottle a week, but. It's, it's really good. Yeah. Oh, that's that's definitely on our Heelsville list then. Um, yeah. <clears throat> of must do things. Um, yeah. uh, look, the brand. You know, you and Troy. You know, you're both. You know, half mad, and, and the brand is kind of. You know, in line with that, and I think that's the fun. And and now that yeah. we can, you know, come and have you know a more immersive experience. You know, with the cellar door and all that sort of thing. Um, it it we yeah. It'll be really great to watch, you know, yeah. th- what you do next. Um, yeah, well, actually, just on that, um, talking about Spain, the next project, and it's coming out in two weeks, um, is a collaboration that we're doing with with my mate in Spain. So we've actually got four wines landing in two weeks um, that we kind of help make over there. Wow. Uh, classic, classic kind of varieties from within that kind of Tarragona region, it's called. Yeah. So you imagine, I, you may have heard of, People listening may have heard of Prira, which is quite a tiny region, and then just outside of that, to the right, is um, towards Barcelona, is kind of like a Tarragonan region. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got some, yeah, really kind of pretty cool wines coming out of there, and the labels are all done by local Melbourne artists. Okay. So, yeah, keep, keep an eye open for that. Again, it's going to be real fun. 
Yeah, fantastic. sounds like it. And and so that'll they'll be available at Salador as well. So the whole yes, Salador and online. Yeah, yeah, great. In, in, on a small amount, but um, that'll be really yeah, a lot of fun. Fantastic. Well, can't wait to get up there, mate. Um, and uh, enjoy your enjoy your afternoon, and um, no and enjoy the. All the extra visitors you can get now get and uh, yeah, thank you. and uh, that'll yeah it'd be great. All right, so, yeah, sounds good. And, and keep an eye out for uh, for the uh, twenty twenty wine too when that gets released. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Thank you. All right, thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Ben. See you. Yeah.